0: Hello and welcome to the Brave Business Podcast brought to you by the accounting tax audit and advisory firm Blick Rothenberg. Brave by name and brave by nature, this series is different. Aimed at entrepreneurial businesses, we focus on providing market updates, practical guidance, timely insights and professional opinions from industry experts, helping you to make informed decisions for your business. I'm Declan Curry, journalist and broadcaster. Today we delve into the post-pandemic commercial property market. Is now the time for businesses to invest in commercial property or to look at alternative options such as renting? What are the key drivers of demand across the property sector? And what are businesses planning to do and what does the future of the office look like? Joining me to debate all this, Heather Powell, Head of Property and Construction and Sean Randall, a stamp duty partner. They're both from Blick Rothenberg. And our guest for this episode is James Saunders, who's Project Management Director at Arcadis, the leading global design and consultancy for natural and built assets. Welcome, all three of you. Heather, are you are you back in the office now?
1: We are indeed. And in fact, I, I came into the office as soon as I could last summer when we reopened after the first lockdown. Because I actually joined Blake Rothenberg on the 1st of April last year. So having looked forward to meeting all my new colleagues and to be told a week before we're going to deliver a laptop to your home, we'll help you set up. As Soon as I could get in, I wanted to be in. And there was a small number of us who felt very comfortable coming in, but it was a massive benefit.
0: You were practically beating the door down. I I was very much so.
1: The email came out and it was sort of, you know, you need to send an email making your case to come in to the CEO. And I was straight on to the head of audit saying, Milan, what do I need to do in this email? Tell me the words. I want to come in.
0: (laughs) What answer do I need to give? Sean, what about you? Are you back? Yeah, I'm back uh, three
2: days a week, which works for me. I think it's also probably now becoming the industry norm, at least uh, for us in the organization. Uh, Most people tend to fluctuate around the middle of the week, giving them naturally the longer weekend. Uh, So Tuesday to Thursday in the office, which I think so far works and is giving the right balance for people. So the time that we are in the office has changed. Has our use of the office changed? The use has changed in the sense that rather than going from a large office and what bigger example of a reaction to to the coronavirus pandemic than us as an organisation choosing to pull out of a negotiation for a large lease or lease of a large office block to consolidate offices, uh, we we chose to pull out of that and instead... Uh, we're naturally going to a hot desking environment with a bespoke piece of software to enable staff to choose their office, their, their desks for the day. Mm-hmm. So, our use of the existing office has changed. I don't think we're going to go back to a large, uh, single office um, with the expectation that everyone will work from fixed desks every day um, instead there will be some kind of balance and a uh, hot desking environment for sure
0: i'm assuming your clients are doing something similar because you, you see reports of the big banks in the city of london for example they're scaling back on the office space that they've got it's a great saving for them i think it really varies
1: absolutely and actually i think the space saving is slight a slight anomaly because you as sean was saying We're congregating around Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but actually what we're doing in the office is very different. We're meeting with our colleagues. We're having a briefing. We're discussing an issue. We're making plans, setting out strategy. We're not actually sitting at our desks all day, plugging away on an audit file, writing a tax report, because actually we've proved that can be done at home. What we need to be doing in the office is collaborating. So we're having to create more collaboration space and we're really using that. So when you perhaps had five or six meeting rooms and a couple of huddle areas, we need much more and they're being really, really used.
0: So that's the real big change that you have to change your thinking about
2: how you run your business. Yeah, I I think it's happened naturally that people value that interaction a lot Mm. more. Having lost it for more than a year, people now really relish the opportunity to go and talk to someone in person, which uh, only has benefits. Mm. What about things like productivity or training? So productivity for us has increased naturally, given what most people's commute is roughly an hour, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, but double that. And people are starting earlier, finishing later. Um, na- you know, People aren't traveling to meetings with instant video uh, conferencing. Um, there's more time in the day. And, and I think on average, people are much more productive in fact, mm-hmm. but there's a real uh, concern about training. And this natural ability to absorb uh, information and experience from others, uh, that interaction uh, naturally happening isn't isn't happening so much.
0: Well, James, let me bring you into the uh, discussion. As we said in the introduction, you're James Saunders, you're a project management director at uh, Arcadis. And you're here to talk about the, the design of offices and the, uh, the use of offices. What has the return to work looked like to you?
3: I think at Arcadis we've really started to appreciate the value that face-to-face interaction and socialisation can bring to the office. We've seen that with our new office launch, but what we've learned from the pandemic is that we're just as responsible and productive working virtually as we are in the office. And we know that from people experiences, client feedback, the result from our regional and local surveys, as well as our financial performance. But we're putting a lot of emphasis on team leaders, project leaders to coordinate teams properly So that we can maximise the opportunity for innovation, collaboration and all the good things that come with that.
0: And you've been able to put that into practice yourselves because your business has just relocated from uh, one part of London to another.
3: Absolutely. I mean, for us, it's been quite easy because we've released this lovely new shiny office, coincided nicely with the return to office programme at Arcadis. Uh, So it's been a natural draw for our people. But if, if we kind of start at the beginning of that, we approached our journey. With our new office from a people-centric approach so that was mapping personas in our business identifying what our people do on a typical week in the life of and then identifying the amount of space that we need and the type of work styles we need in the office to deliver on that need what we realized is we don't need 692 desks we need 300 but we need a lot more collaboration Um, so that's worked quite well we've actually managed to save a third of our Real estate from doing that,
0: and I imagine that's helpful to throw into conversations with your clients as well. What are your clients saying to you about their needs and the design that they need? Absolutely. I mean, clients
3: have always gone through a cycle of investment in their office, but I think now more than ever, clients are recognizing the need to create exceptional user experiences. There's a prominent war for talent out there. I'm sure Mm. Heather and Sean can see that as well. You know, attracting the best talent means that we need to invest in offices. There's also initiatives such as Decarbonization on your assets, which is causing clients to invest in their properties.
0: Heather, this gets us right to the, the very first question that we posed in the, in the introduction uh, to this uh, discussion. Is now the time for business to invest in commercial property or to look at alternative options such as renting? If you're having to completely rethink the space you need the way you work, the way your teams work with each other—that's a big, valid question. Now,
1: it's a very valid question. But um, if you're if you own a property, that's a very, very long term investment, and that can be right for you as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a um, part of your investment portfolio, part of your strategy going forwards. But is locking into one property the right thing for your business? You know, we're a service business. Our needs have changed hugely and may well change again in five years' time. You get a lot more flexibility with renting. You can upsize, you can downsize. Um, So you need to think about your actual business needs. And I think it's two different decisions. As an entrepreneur, do you want to invest in property and have that part of your investment portfolio and have a great tenant sitting in there because it's your business? Mm. Or do you say, actually, I need a very bespoke property for my business. I'm running a data center. Maybe then you want to own it yourself and fit it out to exactly your spec because you know you're going to use that spec. And as a tenant in an office, of course, you're responsible for doing the fit out yourself, unless you've got a very small space. Um, So you can flex there and look at the investment that you're making there. And I think that's where work with someone like Arcadis and get the right spec for your business.
0: There's a cash flow issue here as well, of course, because there would have been many businesses Mm. and you mentioned small Mm. businesses as well that were renting spaces that... Uh, they struggled to pay that rent until the, I suppose, the rent moratorium would have helped them with that. But well, that's another consideration.
1: Well, absolutely. And actually, that's a big consideration. If you're acquiring a property as an investment, you're thinking, well, if my business doesn't need it, I can rent it out to someone else. Landlords have had to face two years where they cannot collect the rent because the government's bought in the rent moratorium almost soon as soon as one of the very first um, pandemic measures. And landlords could send the rent demands out as much as they liked, but they could not enforce collection. And of course, what's happened, you know, it, particularly in the retail sector where it's absolutely extreme, is that landlords are now faced with two years of rent arrears. Are we going to force collection, go to court, and actually take that tenant down, which means no rent at all, an empty building, heavy costs? Is that really of the benefit to the landlord? or actually negotiate, forgive some of that rent, agree that perhaps an element can be collected over the next two or three years. So property is no longer that surefire investment. Every quarter, I'm going to get my rent rent bill in. I can pay my bank loan. There's a lot more commercial considerations to come in, to, in now. So I think it, it goes to your business needs and your uh, strategy in terms of personal investment. We're talking about entrepreneurs here rather than, okay, I've got a bit of money in the bank, I'm going to go out and buy a property.
0: Talk to me about the tax side of this. Are there tax incentives that are important?
1: We've been talking about the importance of getting the office environment right. And the Chancellor has given us some great tax incentives, but they are time limited. So for limited companies, we have a super deduction. For every £1 you spend, you get a £1.30 deduction in your corporation tax return, for works undertaken. So we're talking about plant machinery, new desks, new IT infrastructure But that has to be spent by March 23. Thereafter, it falls away completely. So if you're planning some works and you've got the capital, it'd be a very, very good idea if you can get that work done before March 23. For people who operate through partnerships or who are sole traders, um, then we, they don't get the super deduction. But what they have got is an annual investment allowance in similar equipment of £1 million a year. So you can do a really good fit out in a small office for that. Um, and again, that £1 million only lasts until 31st March 23. Thereafter, it will drop to 200000 a year. So if you're planning major works and you have the capital to do it, try and make sure that it's done before March 23 to maximise your tax relief.
0: Sean, looking again at uh, some of the drivers of demand in the property sector, and we've talked about some of these already, do you see us going back to where we used to be before the pandemic? It may take a couple of years to get there, but in, say, five years' time, it's back to normal, or has there been a permanent lifetime change?
2: I don't think anyone knows the answer to that question, Declan. Um, For from, from what it's worth, my own opinion is that uh, the office as it was will no longer be. Uh, there'll be, I don't know, perhaps different types of offices serving different types of tenants, um, shopping centres. Will that remain such an attractive asset class? Um, big questions regarding that too. Business rates will have helped, of course, mm-hmm. uh, announced yesterday in the budget. Um, I see more investment towards uh, assisted living, senior living. Um, that demographic hasn't changed. The, the the reasons for choosing that asset class um, are probably increasing rather than decreasing, although I'm not giving investment advice. <laughs> um, service departments remain strong and private rented sector remain strong. So... Will there be more of a move towards those asset classes rather than offices? I think so in the short term. And that's
0: the important point you make there is that when we think about commercial property, it's not just offices. There's a whole range of uh, items there. No, yeah, the- absolutely. Well, I mean,
2: before commercial property used to be just offices, or a large sector at least, a large proportion of that sector used to be offices. And now, yeah, there's many more dynamic, innovative, new asset
0: classes, which people are discovering and, and choosing. James, describe for me the office of the future. To be more precise, your dream office of the future.
3: Declan, come and have a look at our new office at 80 Fenchurch Street and you'll see, <laughs> you'll see a new, an office of the future. Now, I mean, importantly for me, um, focus on sustainability. And I think that's two prongs. So firstly, it's about the policy. Be, empowering people to be more choiceful in their travel decisions to an office is really key. But also, the materiality, the design and specification of the office really important to have focus on sustainability. Wellness is really important, equally important, you know maximizing natural light that's always been a thing. Mm-hmm. you know increasing ventilation, uh, air flow rates in the building now that's obviously more prominent, um, creating dedicated well spaces really important um, inclusivity spaces allow people to bring them true selves to work, you know spaces for all mm-hmm. not the few, and then lastly, technology because If we need to to encourage good behaviours and optimise our real estate, we need technology to do that. And if done correctly, technology can create these excellent user experiences, but also be a critical friend to FM and operational excellence and provide great management insights to better inform that real estate going forward.
1: But I think also, just one other point to build on what James was saying, there is a certain behavioural shift that we're really encouraging. We are reminding every team manager, or team member, sorry, that they have a training responsibility because our second year graduates, you know, one year into their career, perhaps two years, three years ago, wouldn't have thought, wouldn't have considered training to be part of their responsibilities. But we're reminding them that actually it's there. You've got a first year buddy. You only started a month ago. You are responsible for helping train them. And being in the office really helps with that. So if you can be in the office two, three days a week, your buddy's career will develop and actually your skills will develop as well and it's going back to your point the office of the future has to facilitate and really encourage that behavior
0: Heather, Sean and James, thank you so much for that discussion. To keep up with the developments, insights and news, visit our Property and Construction Hub either on the website, that's www.blickrothenburg.com, or you can search Blick Rothenburg Property. And while you're there, why not sign up for insights, including our commercial property survey. You can also find out more about how Arcadis are supporting clients with their return to office strategies and fit-outs at www.arcadis.com. I'm Declan Curry. This has been the Blick Rothenberg Brave Business Podcast. Thank you for being part of our conversation.